Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Nyla Boodoo, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Friday, October 8th, and we're focused on new plans to tackle homelessness. At least half a million people are known to be homeless in the U.S., and the pandemic has complicated efforts around the country to try to keep people properly housed. But cities are still trying to fix this problem. L.A. is offering tiny home villages where case managers help residents navigate job applications and provide three meals a day, while Atlanta's mayor signed an executive order to put $3.5 million into housing and services for unhoused residents. But Washington, D.C. is doing something different, a pilot program offering one-year leases to 100 unhoused residents in the city. Could this be a solution the rest of the U.S. could follow? After this, Axios' Chelsea Ceruso on the Washington, D.C. pilot program to combat homelessness. And we're joined now by Axios' D.C. reporter Chelsea Ceruso, who's been reporting on how the pilot program has gone this week. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Chelsea, can we start with what exactly is this program that D.C. is piloting? It involves four different encampments across D.C., and one part of the program is to offer housing to people within these encampments. And the deputy mayor for Health and Human Services has said that this is just over 100 people across four encampments. And this housing, um, according to service providers that are contracted by the city, they tell me it's 12-month leases, and they'll be working with clients to ensure they can get into more permanent solutions before the end of those 12 months. But the program is also coupled with a clearing of these four encampments. And this is sort of where the controversy has come in. So when you say that there was a clearing of encampments, what does that entail? The city workers came into two encampments this week, and they basically made people leave. They threw out tents. They removed personal belongings. I was out there on Monday um, during these two clearings, and I spoke with people there who there was a mix of responses. A couple of people were actually part of the pilot program. They will be moving into housing, but they just weren't ready to move that day. Other people told me that they actually hadn't even been contacted about receiving housing. I also spoke with somebody who told me they don't trust the government program. And while they would like to be housed, they aren't really sure that this is the way they want to go um, through this program, which is not as transparent to them. These people, just to be clear, these people who you talk to are supposed to be put into this one-year program, but they were not aware of that. One person I spoke with told me they weren't even there the day that service providers came around. And this was this summer. Service providers and city workers came around and began making a list of people that they could offer housing to. One person I spoke with says they weren't around that day and did not make it on the list. They are meeting with service providers soon, but at this time, they weren't aware that this pilot was going on. Chelsea, what's been the D.C. government's response to these people and how it's gone this week? 
So there was a pretty scary situation on Monday during one of the clearings. The city was using a small piece of heavy machinery to lift up tents. At one point, a tent that had been lifted up actually had somebody in it, and that person was hospitalized. At that moment, that clearing um, stopped, and there's been um, a pretty big outcry since that happened. The city says that they are changing protocol for future clearings to ensure nobody is left in tents, and they are planning another clearing of another encampment next month. But a lot of housing advocates, people experiencing homelessness in D.C. residents, including 700 who have signed an open letter, are asking for the city to stop with the encampment clearings. They say they support the effort efforts to house people and offer these leases, but they say coupling them with the no tent zones and clearing encampments just criminalizes homelessness. Chelsea, this pilot program for 100 people, is this designed for the people in these encampments who I imagine maybe come into a category of chronic homelessness versus, say, maybe families that are experiencing short-term problems with homelessness? So this pilot is geared towards people living in encampments who are on the streets currently. I know when the pilot was first introduced, there was a lot of discussion between housing advocates as to what this meant for people that are on the by name list, which is a list of people waiting for housing services, if that meant people in shelters were being pushed down further on the list. That's still unclear, but as of right now, we know that this pilot is specifically geared towards people in the encampments. Chelsea, do we have a sense of how big the unhoused population is in D.C. and what percentage of that includes people who are chronically homeless? Every year, D.C. does the point-in-time count. That is a federally required count for cities that receive federal funding. And they count people that are sleeping on the streets or within shelters on a single January night. This year, that count revealed a little over 5,000 people. And, you know, what was interesting about this count was between 2020 and 2021, we saw a pretty big drop in family homelessness, but a much smaller drop in single adult homelessness. And that is one of the things that I think is important to know when thinking about these encampments. A lot of people in the encampments are single adults. They might have families, but they are by themselves. And that is something I think D.C. has shifted to focus on. D.C. wants to end homelessness over the next five years. It's fallen short of its goals in the past five years of implementing a plan to end homelessness. But it's now trying to focus on these single adults as family homelessness has dropped more significantly. How is the funding for this working? That is still unclear. Truthfully, I've asked the city for funding information, and I'm still hoping to hear more. D.C. just actually implemented a tax increase that began on October 1st, taxing D.C.'s most wealthy residents. And that tax increase is actually going to be funding a bunch of additional vouchers for people experiencing homelessness. The city is looking to add 1,000 vouchers for permanent supportive housing, which is considered the gold standard of housing for people experiencing homelessness. It's uh, permanent housing and it includes wraparound services and supports for people. So that's happening at the same time. You know, of course, I've I've spoken with housing advocates. They're very excited about this tax increase, but they also say that they're worried and very much focused on what's going on with the encampment pilot at the same time. And we don't know how that's being funded? Not at this time, no. So we've talked about two things. We've talked about this pilot program as well as this tax increase and funding. Are either of these models that other cities are hoping to use? As far as I know, this is a pretty D.C.-specific program in terms of the tax increase. I spoke with a council member who helped champion the increase when it passed through the council, um, Council Member Rand Nadeau, 
And she told me that she modeled this tax increase off of the Way Home campaign, which is a coalition of housing advocates that is dedicated to ending homelessness. Every year with that count that I mentioned earlier of people experiencing homelessness, they take that count and they analyze how many units it would take to get people into housing. The council took that information and passed a tax increase on D.C.'s most wealthy residents, and that is intended to meet that number. And I believe that's 24 400 families that would move out of homelessness through this tax increase. Chelsea Ceruso is a reporter with Axios DC. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Welcome back. In case you missed it, we just wrapped our second season of How It Happened. It's an inside story of the first all-civilian space mission to orbit. Our space reporter, Miriam Kramer, spent months following the crew through training and the emotional moments preparing to head to space. Check out How It Happened wherever you get your podcasts. The final episode just dropped. And we're done. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we're back on Monday with another Axios recap. 